relationship with God and with each other. We need to be reborn. We need a fresh start. But how does that happen? How are we reborn in the Spirit? If you're wondering that, you aren't alone. How can this be, Nicodemus helpfully asks. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. In answering Nicodemus's question, Jesus refers to an old story about Moses lifting up a snake in the wilderness. The story, story occurs in Numbers chapter 21, as the people Israel are still wandering through the wilderness. They complain and speak ill of Moses and God, saying, why couldn't we have just stayed in Egypt, in parentheses, where they were slaves. So God sends poisonous snakes to attack them. Walking around all day, people kept getting bitten by the poisonous snakes and dying. So they repented of speaking ill against God, and God told Moses to put a snake on a staff so that when you hold, if, and, and to hold it up so that if anyone gets bit, they can look upon the staff and be saved. The snakes are still there. I think that's an important point to the story. God doesn't get, take the snakes away. The snakes are still there, and they're still biting. But when Moses makes the bronze snake, puts it on a staff, and holds it up, when someone got bit, they only needed to look at the bronze snake to be healed. Jesus says he too will be lifted up. He's talking about the cross. He will die on a cross. And in that and through that, the punishment for sin will be removed. The snake's bit. The sna sorry, the, snake's, the snake bites. The death caused by the snake bites were the punishment for the people's sins. The lifted bronze snake was the way to remove that punishment. Jesus is saying that in his being lifted up, we will find the punishments for our sin removed. And now the famous verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict, light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that they have done, that, sorry, that what they have been done has been done in the sight of God. Now most of us all remember the first sentence of that paragraph. For God so loved the world. We don't always remember what comes next. The God loving the world part is great. We really want to forget about the people love darkness rather than light. But in all of this we find the meaning of the sacrificial motif of the atonement. We find a central meaning of Jesus' death on the cross. We have sinned. 
And there are consequences for sin. Relationships are broken. Our world is harmed. We are disoriented. We need atonement. We need to restore and renew relationships. We need to set things right. We need a new birth. And what Jesus is saying here is that through being lifted up on the cross, the consequences of sin are being removed. Through Jesus, through God's giving of Jesus and Jesus giving up of himself, our sins are gone. Jesus' offering is our restitution. I think Jesus talks about light and darkness here because oftentimes we know the extent to which we've messed up. We know the ways we fail. We have to live with ourselves 24-7. We know that we have sinned. It's not a feeling of innocence that keeps us in the dark. It's our own acknowledgement of our guilt. We are afraid to come out of the dark because we don't want people to know the things that we have done. We are ashamed. And we don't want to give more reasons for other people to shame us. So it's fear that keeps us in the dark. Fear of being judged. Fear of being known to be guilty. Fear that people would know us completely, even and especially the parts of ourselves we aren't proud of. The things we don't like that we do. The evil we don't want to do that we do. What can bring us into the light? What can allow us to be brave and risk being known? What can allow us to confess, to admit the places we need to work and begin to be healed? Knowing that we are forgiven. Knowing that we have been redeemed. Knowing that the penalty for our guilt has already been paid. Knowing there is no judgment in the light, only grace and forgiveness and love. It's telling that in court proceedings, you get more information and truth from people after offering them immunity. When people come forward to be whistleblowers and expose corporate corruption, it's under the freedom that they won't face prosecution even if they were intimately involved in the, in the corruption. We only feel, feel free to tell the truth when we are assured of our forgiveness. When we know that what we have done can be known before God and God will still call us beloved child. When we look upon the cross and see in the death of Jesus the sacrifice needed to make us right with God, we are reminded that our sins are forgiven. We are reminded that if we come into the light, we won't face divine prosecution. That what is waiting for us in the light is love, is grace, is forgiveness, is mercy. That if we would be brave, we can renew our relationship with God and in doing that work towards a renewed relationship with our fellow human beings and with the rest of our creation. This is like a 20-minute monologue for what the song said. Come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness, your forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's really all we needed today. But it's true. In the cross of Christ, may you see all that is required to atone for your sins. May you see the freedom to come into the light, to be known and to be loved by God. May you be reborn and renewed through the love of God in Jesus Christ. And may you be to those in your community whom fear keeps trapped in the dark, to those in our community suffering from the sting of sin's bite, 
To those in our community who need healing and wholeness, may you be a witness, saying, look unto the Son of Man. Look unto Jesus lifted up, and in him find the healing that you seek. Let us pray. Almighty and all in God, you have given us a precious gift. The gift of forgiveness. The gift of grace. The gift of unconditional love. You've given us the gift of atonement and restitution. You've given us the gift of hope of a new relationship with you. A renewed relationship with you. And with our fellow human beings. And with all of creation. Help us, God, to come to the altar. Finding there no judgment, no condemnation, no prosecution, but simply open arms in love. Help us to come seek you, to seek your mercy and your grace, to seek your love. And may we go forth as witnesses to at the very least the ends of the county, if not the ends of the earth, to tell people where they can find their healing, where they can find that which is necessary to come into the light, where they can be known and loved and accepted. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Communion reminds us, tells us anew of the sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross and invites us to come to the altar to find love and grace and mercy, gifts from our God. We remember on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, again gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Almighty and all-loving God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and juice, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Along with these prayers, God, we lift to you the finances of Spirit and Life Church. 
We pray that your Holy Spirit would come and break through in a way that we have not been able. Do what we cannot do ourselves. Change what we cannot change ourselves, including you changing us. We pray your power and glory be at work here without limits. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. One of the things that Christ taught was his disciples how to pray. And so we say together the word, the prayer that Christ taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Communion here at Spirit and Life is open to all, regardless of age or church membership. We believe this is a way you can encounter Jesus and would invite all who are willing to come and do so. Um, we have elements that are free of the most common food allergens, including gluten and dairy. If you require those, just ask your server. Uh, and... Um, a reminder as you're coming forward if you want to bring your Keeping Connected card or any uh, financial contribution um, bring that when you come we serve our uh, musicians first so they can lead us in worship as we receive communion then we serve our children and we have two stations today friends um, so there will be a station on either side so after the kids are well y'all can figure it out um but as we're, uh, if you need a couple minutes as we're serving the, the musicians and the kids to fill out your connection card, that's another use of that time.
Almighty and all-loving God, we give you thanks for the ways in which you reveal your love and grace and mercy to us. Grant that we might go into the world strengthened by your Holy Spirit to give ourselves for others. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.